Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Well, here we are, the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. This is episode 27, and today I want to talk to you about what I learned in year five of ministry. This is part five of our 10-part series on the importance of a decade. So today I want to talk to you about Martin Lloyd-Jones, the Word and the Spirit, and then finally, learning what I'm not. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, lead this discussion. I'm going to be talking about you. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you point us to Jesus. And I thank you, Jesus, that Uh, Because of who you are and what you've done, we get to glorify and honor the Father forever by your grace. I thank you that you came and glorified and honored your Father perfectly every moment of every day so imperfect men like me can be at rest, so that we can be justified, so we can enjoy sonship without fear. And today, help us as we, as I reflect and consider what happened back in 2012, what you did in my life, I pray you'd help me to make it pliable to them and encouraging to every listener. And God, I trust that you're going to work. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So it's year five, and I have been learning these lessons year by year, and I come upon 2012. And let me give you a little bit of backstory of what's been going on in my life to that point. So I grew up in a kind of a Bapticostal church. You've probably heard me talk about that before. It was a charismatic church, started off as a Southern Baptist church, but then got a little bit too charismatic for uh, the Southern Baptist Convention back in the early 80s, and they ended up becoming an independent or just a non-denominational church. So I grew up in this church that was kind of a, a junk drawer of theological backgrounds and denominational backgrounds. And so I ended up growing up in this church and learned a lot of really great things. And then I I went away to college, and I went to a Pentecostal college. And it was a Trinitarian Pentecostal college down in Tennessee. And then in the summertime during my college years, I worked with Baptist. And so I had been in these different worlds, Baptist world, uh, charismatic world, and, you know, each were nervous about the other. But what I learned growing up is that there were these terms that would be floated around or thrown around, and these terms were left undefined. And one of the terms that had been thrown around quite a bit was this a term, baptism of the Holy Spirit. Not baptism with the Holy Spirit, as the New Testament says, but baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I remember scratching my head growing up, hearing about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. What is this baptism? What in the world is this that's going on? Some said that this baptism of the Holy Spirit was after conversion. So after you became a Christian, you would seek this secondary event, and it would be either a baptism of power, some people said, or it would be a baptism that would include an external sign, like a sign gift, like the gift of tongues. And when I went to college, that was the initial evidence of being baptized of the Holy Spirit was the gift of tongues. Or, and then some other people said, you know, all this happens at conversion, and then the church that I grew up in, there were people from all different persuasions here. So, I mean, it wasn't a major dividing point, but it wasn't a defined point. So it left a lot of younger people within the church, like myself, confused about what in the world is the work of the Holy Spirit, this baptism with the Holy Spirit or of the Holy Spirit. I was just simply confused. Well, I had been in ministry now for five years, And in year one, if you remember, we learned about the grace of God and the Word of God. And the Word of God became this central authority in my life, where 
didn't matter what anybody else said or what I learned or what theological persuasion I had been influenced by. I wanted to know what did God have to say about a particular thing. The sufficiency and the authority of the Bible captured my heart. So if you want to hear God speak, read the Bible. If you want to hear God speak audibly, read the Bible out loud. That got me. For some reason, that was revolutionary to me. But from that point forward, I was still confused a little bit about the work of the Holy Spirit. And to what degree does the Spirit work today? And what does that look like? At that point, I'd begin to wrestle with uh, continuationism or cessationism. I had grown up just a default position of being a continuation continuationist charismatic and really wrestled through the scriptures then. If Okay, is, I don't want to just hold on to that position because that's what I grew up with or that's what I my, my default, you know, that's just kind of embedded within me. So I wrestled in the scriptures and really just dove in. And I was a convinced continuationist based on the word for reasons that one day I may share with you. But I had a mentor of mine that I had told you about a couple weeks ago named Shondor. Yes, you heard that right. His name was Shondor. And he pastored a vineyard church, what used to be a vineyard church, that removed itself from the vineyard network because of, a, because of complementarianism, egalitarianism issues on gender. And so they moved themselves out of the vineyard and were still kind of like they were this like a, like reformed soteriological group that had charismatic leanings, kind of vineyard John Wimber influence. And he had really stepped into my life and encouraged me in a lot of ways. So when he encouraged me to read this book, Joy Unspeakable by Martin Lloyd-Jones about the baptism with the Holy Spirit, I listened. I took it, even though it, it kind of brought up memories of my Pentecostal college the wording in it was a little bit nerve-wracking to me. I decided to take it and read it. Joy Unspeakable by Martin Lloyd-Jones. And this year I was introduced to, to MLJ. And I was incredibly grateful by the end of that year for what Shondor did for me. But this year, I learned that year, 2012, about, about the baptism with the Holy Spirit as Martin Lloyd-Jones would describe it. Before I go into that, I want to pause and tell you about the Shepherd's Crook Intensive. I want to encourage you to come with me to Current River, Missouri, May 14th through the 16th, where 10 other men are going to be gathering, and we're going to go through four sessions, including who is a pastor, we're going to talk about identity, and then what does a pastor do, the work, identity and the work of the pastor. We're going to do four sessions over two and a half days, and in that two and a half days, we're going to include two float trips down Current River, so either a float, like in a floaty thing, or a kayak or canoe. We'll have to figure that out, uh, what you would want to do. And then food and lodging are going to be included. We're going to be in a really cool cabin by the river, and registration is open now, and it's only going to cost 175 bucks. Now, you can go to a conference. Conferences are really great. Our church is putting on a conference, but I want to encourage you to do something different this year. If you've got it in your budget, either from your church, what your church has given you, or your personal savings account, I want to encourage you to come to something unique. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Look at the top of the shepherdscrook.co, and you can see a tab called Intensive. Click on that, and then you can register today. It's going to be a lot of fun. I want to encourage you to come. Registration is open until March the 1st, and please just consider coming. would love for you to do it. Now back to the show. Okay, Lloyd-Jones. Lloyd-Jones helped me and encouraged me to go with the text. Even if that makes you a theological juggernaut, if that puts you in a position where you're not you know, nicely categorized in a particular theological tradition, that is okay. 
What I love about Lloyd-Jones is he was convinced by the text. It didn't matter to him if he fell into popularity or out of popularity with people that he respected and ran with. He took the text where it went, and his book, Joy Unspeakable, ended up getting him a lot of critics. In fact, he didn't want those sermons published until after his death because he knew the controversy that would come from those sermons. And that's what all his books are, his sermons. But he simply went with a text, and I love that about him. Now, many other people have written about baptism with the Holy Spirit from the perspective of Lloyd-Jones. Most recently, Jared Wilson, in his book, Gospel Wakefulness, that book, Gospel Wakefulness, could have been a few chapters just plugged into the sermon series that ended up being the book, Joy Unspeakable. Lloyd-Jones and Jared Wilson on this particular issue are very, very closely related. And I want to just encourage you to read that book, Joy Unspeakable, and it will challenge you in many ways. It was forwarded by J.I. Packer, and so there were many people that really appreciated the book. For years, I read the book and said, this is the best book that I've ever read on the Holy Spirit that I disagree with. And now, I actually agree with him on this issue. And so go pick up that book. It's really good. If you're not familiar with Martin Lloyd-Jones, let me give a little shout-out here to Matthew Robinson over at Media Gratia. They put together a documentary on Martin Lloyd-Jones called Logic on Fire a few years ago, and it is a fantastic film. You can actually get it on Amazon Prime right now. So if you get Amazon Prime every single year, you get access to their, their instant video stream, jump on Amazon Prime and watch the film Logic on Fire, and then just start reading his books. They're fantastic. So that year, I learned about the Word and the Spirit, the power of the Spirit today. Lloyd-Jones loved the Word, and he believed in the present power of the Spirit working in the lives of the believers today, and he encouraged people to pursue the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit now. So I love Martin Lloyd-Jones. I learned that in 2012. And then the second big thing that I learned in 2012 was learning what I'm not. In that year, I was a campus pastor of this larger church. I've told you about this church before. And in that year, I simply found out that I am not a campus pastor. I am not a multi-site guy. As I was wrestling through these different ecclesiological questions, what my wife and I began to discover is that we simply couldn't affirm a model of multi-site that we were in. And at that time, the pastor and I, who remain friends to this day, simply saw things differently. I was one of the three pastors of the church, and then there was an executive pastor, so one of four pastors of the church. And at that time, you had to agree with the vision of the church, where the church was going. And what I had begun to see is that where we were going, what I believed where we were going was untenable. And I broached that to the elders and the pastors, and it I didn't get fired, and I didn't resign, but we decided to maintain friendships and part ways. It was challenging, but I simply learned what I wasn't. I was not a multi-site pastor. I did not believe in the multi-site model anymore. I may say more about that in the future. I'm more of a proponent of a one-service model and not a multi-site church model or a multi-service model even. But I'll reserve that for a bonus episode or something like that in the future. So year five, the big lessons were the Word of God and the Spirit of God through what I learned, was learning from Martin Lloyd-Jones. And secondly, I was learning what I'm not. How about you? 
What are you learning today? I want you to be challenged by Martin Lloyd-Jones. Get Joy Unspeakable and let that challenge you on the presence and the power of the Spirit today from a guy who really believed in the authority of the Word. You'll find few people who believe in the authority of the Word more than Martin Lloyd-Jones. And then I want to challenge you to think through your ecclesiology. The multi-site deal and one service deal, kind of like nine marks-ish, Find out where you land on this whole multi-service or multi-site deal, and it will help you greatly as you move forward. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.